Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this that I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What should I do? Now that my master has taken the position of steward away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, too ashamed to beg, I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. So he called his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, A hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, here is your promissory note, write one for eighty. And the master commended this dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all the seeds, yet it grows into one of the largest of trees. So what exactly is a mustard tree? Well, a mustard tree is actually a weed. It's a big, thick, ugly weed. You had one growing in your front yard, you probably want to rip it up and put it in a azalea bush. So the question is, is why would Jesus compare the kingdom of heaven to a weed? Can he come up with something a little bit more majestic like the cedars of Lebanon or maybe one of the red redwoods in California? Why? Because in the kingdom of heaven, even a weed has great potential to do wonderful things. Picture the sparrow being chased by the eagle. And just before the sparrow is about to have be, be, be somebody's lunch, it sees the mustard tree and it darts inside. And then the eagle says, oh, ho, ho, I'm not going into that mess. And of course, the little bird is saved. Look at, look at rabbits. They don't have claws. They can't climb trees. They can't fly. 
How do they protect themselves? Well, they have mustard trees. Because, see, in the kingdom of heaven, even a weed has potential to do mighty and great things. Okay, so you'll see Moses, Moses' great prophet, brought the people from, from Egypt to the promised land. Wonderful things. Now, before all of that, before everything, before he even met God, what was he? Well, he was a runaway slave with a rap sheet for murder. So let's say God's looking through his files, trying to find somebody who was able to take, go into Egypt, pull out a nation without firing a shot, and bring them to a promised land through an awful desert. So he's looking for the qualifications, and he sees this file, and he says, oh, here's one, a murderer and a coward, all in the same person. Now, wouldn't you think that God would find somebody with better qualifications to be able to do his job? Why does he pick Moses? Because in the kingdom of God, even the flawed have potential to do great things. Peter. Look at Peter. Peter's his boat is sinking because there's so many fish that he caught. And he's so overwhelmed with the catch, he drops to his knees before the Lord, and he says, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I am a sinful man. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. He's a businessman and he's a sailor. Why can't Jesus just say, oh, okay, I'm just going to go to the local synagogue. I'm sure there's somebody there that, that lives a holy life, that, that tries hard to live the will of God. Go to the temple. I'm sure there's somebody in the temple that has qualifications to do the job that God wants him to do. Why, Peter? Because in the kingdom of heaven, even the flaw had potential to do very great things. So now you take a look at the gospel. So you have this guy, that, this, this cheat, this dishonest man, and, and saints and Bible people and scholars have been scratching their heads for years trying to figure out why God would take this cheat, this dishonest man, and use him as a model for Christian behavior. So what does the guy do? Well, he goes and finds everybody that's in debt. And then he takes the debt and reduces it, all of it. Now, why is that so important? Because in the ancient world, if you're in debt and you can't manage it, what they'll do is they'll sell your wife, sell your children, sell your grandmother, anybody in your household to pay for the debt, throw you in jail until you pay it all off. This guy is now a hero to many people. And what did he do? He took this pile of wealth that wasn't doing anything anyway, and he used it to help people. And that's the whole point. Now, sometimes I picture myself going to heaven after I die, and you know, the gates open up, and there's the choirs of angels start singing, and then the, all the saints, they're, they're applauding my entry, and then Peter and Moses, they have their welcome, Peter, to heaven. And I'm hearing all of this and seeing all of this. I say, whoa, whoa, time out for a minute, time out. How come you guys are so happy to see me? I didn't think you guys like religious leaders. Certainly the gospel, gospel they don't like really the Pharisees and Sadducees. And somebody else dies, and then he hears the, the applause and the, and the singing and says, wait a minute, time out. How come everybody's so happy to see me? I'm a tax collector. I didn't think you guys like tax collectors. Somebody else dies, and then they hear the clapping and the, and the applause and the singing. 
And they say, why are you guys so happy? I don't think you guys, people like rich people. And somebody else will say, I don't think you guys like divorced people. And then you die and you go to heaven and you, well, you fill in the blank because none of us are perfect. We're all flawed. And that's the point. I don't know why, I don't know why, but God loves working with limitation. Probably to show off how great he is. So the more limited we are, the greater that God shows is his might. So let's review. In the kingdom of God, where God is present, the flawed have a chance. Sinners have a chance. We have a chance to achieve great things.